everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, a great Monday yesterday. We had a nice weekend in Los Angeles. We actually had a little bit of a cold front come through, which might not be very exciting to you, depending on where you live in the world. But trust me, for us, it was very exciting. (laughs) If you joined us last week on the podcast, you'll know we had a really great week last week. We actually had two episodes and a giveaway over the weekend with our guest, Casey Altman Designs. We had three winners who won beautiful tie-dye totes, amongst other things. And we have a few more giveaways coming up this fall. So make sure you follow How'd She Do That podcast to keep up with everything. You also may have listened to Elizabeth Ferris of Elizabeth and Butter on our Tuesday episode. Elizabeth is based in Santa Rosa, Florida, and Casey is in Aspen, Colorado. So how'd she do that continues to cover lots of ground, and today's guest is no different. Today, our conversation takes us to the beautiful countryside of Normandy, France, and into the wonderful world of all things French country living. My guest, Sharon Santoni's resume is extremely impressive, but my main takeaway from my time with her is how eager she is to lift other women up and encourage them. I have now had countless recordings for this podcast, and Sharon's was really special. Not only did she bring a wealth of wisdom and knowledge to our recording, she did a little interviewing herself once we stopped recording and took the time to get to know me and ask about my world and business. You're going to love hearing about Sharon's adventurous life, travels, blog, books, and magazine. In this episode, I could go on and on, but I am eager for you to get to know her. Here is Sharon Santoni on How'd She Do That? Today's guest is one I am so happy to introduce to you. Sharon Santoni is a lifestyle blogger, author, entrepreneur, mother, and friend. I am so excited to bring her journey to life on today's episode. Sharon's blog, My French Country Home, was launched in 2010 with the hope of sharing her passion for French home decor and all things authentic French country living. She is the author of My French Country Home, My Stylish French Girlfriends, founder of My Stylish French Box, My French Country Home Magazine, and even has a podcast, My French Country Home Table Talks. When Sharon isn't writing or curating her next box for my stylish French box, she is likely traveling or relaxing at home in Normandy and enjoying time with her wonderful family, which includes her husband, four children, and darling dogs. Sharon, welcome to How'd She Do That? Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me. I, I absolutely love your podcast, and I'm totally honored to be invited to to join this episode. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, to have you on, this is so exciting. And I told you before we started recording, I am ready to escape into your wonderful and amazing career story and all that you've done. We have so much to cover. But again, I am just so grateful that you would take the time to come and join me today. 
Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> I have no doubt you won't, <laughs> but I would love, I know we're going to cover a lot of, of quite an incredible career, and I would love to actually begin at the beginning. I'd love to begin at the beginning with my guest and, and what that season of life, perhaps after school, the beginning of your career looked like, and I know that you've done quite a few things, so maybe we start there. I'd love to hear what was the beginning of your career like, and, and then we can move into motherhood. And, and onward into what you've been up to now. Okay, well, I think I should say, first <laughs> of all, that I don't really have a very um, uh, traditional career path as such. Yes. And I think this largely comes from the fact that um, uh, I, studied, I studied modern languages, which is something with hindsight if I had to do it again, I would probably do something which gives me a more of a sort of career direction, not that I have any regrets. Oh, wow. um, uh, the uh, Studying model languages and then studying abroad for a couple of years led to me actually moving to France. I fell in love with France. I fell in love, um, fell in love with a French boy and, um, mm -hmm. and then moved to France. And I think that um, I think probably some of your listeners will – have a shared experience here and may um, agree with me. When you decide to go down the path of being a total expat, um, mm -hmm. leaving <laughs> leaving your home base, leaving uh, your family, and the fact that down the road there's somebody who knows you, and that you are you are somebody's daughter, cousin, friend, neighbour, etc., mm -hmm. and that you've got mm -hmm. been through that traditional educational path in one country, and then you move to another, you are pretty much not only thrown in at the deep end, but also all of those anchor points, all of those reference points are uh, taken away from you. And mm. um, from that point of view, it's it's exciting, it, it, it's fun, it's sort of, um, it's very interesting. But I do think that it often sets you up for a, not a very traditional career path as it were yes. not a very sort of step not the traditional stepping stones yes and how old were you when you moved to France and where did you move from well I studied first of all in London and then I did a year studying in uh, Germany where I was already um I was very studious always in the library <laughs> involved in the students union doing theater and doing I was uh was speaking very good German I was a good student and then for my year oh. in France I arrived in Nice on the Côte d'Azur where although I had the best of intentions I have to say I didn't get on very well with the French uh, university system and um I uh I I sat it out for literally a few weeks and then wrote a letter because this was before the days of internet, wrote a letter to my head of department at London University and said, you know what, I'm going to come back from France. I will speak very good French, but don't ask me about the curriculum because I'm not going anymore. I don't like it. I don't, I don't, it just, it's not working for me. And most weirdly, he said, yeah, okay, whatever, which is very, very strange. <laughs> And so uh, here I was with a, a year ahead of me in Nice on the Côte d'Azur. And so I, um, I, I got a small job. I also was offered, um, uh, a radio show, my own radio show, strangely enough. Oh, wow. And, um, and, and had a total, uh, uh, all my friends were French, and so my French came on very quickly and mm -hmm. uh, had a real life experience. But 
nothing to do with building a career or um or or really nothing to do either with uh, with my university studies it was more just like okay this is how i'm going to live my life now i want to i love this so i quickly went back to london finished my degree at the end and then came straight back out to france so at that time i guess i would have been about uh 23 i guess yeah 23 i would have come back out wow and have lived in france ever since Yes, I have. Um, oh my that boy I fell in love with is not far away from me right now. He's the father to my four <laughs> children. We have oh. we together. We have actually lived um, elsewhere as well. We've lived in India for a couple of years, and oh. um, and we've had our you know four children. We've raised them, and um, we it, it it's been fun. I mean, it, it still is fun. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's amazing. And to think too, as you mentioned, so many of my listeners, many of them after graduating or finishing university or college, there is that thought of what if I was able to to move and to do something similar to what you did, Sharon, in creating a, a beautiful, wonderful life. And of course, years began with love, which is so fun. I'd love to chat a little bit about the years of motherhood. Uh, was that a season that you were continuing to to uh, stay in touch with all things, you know, that ultimately, gosh, your career, perhaps later on in life, really took off with my stylish friends, girlfriends, and the blog and whatnot. What did those years of motherhood look like? Did you have a role that you were doing consistently? Or was it, no, my role was motherhood and those years of bringing up your four now adult children? So when the fourth child was born, the eldest was seven years old. So that was mm-hmm. pretty intense, four children in seven years. <laughs> and, yes. um, and then r- I found raising my children to be extremely enjoyable and creative. Yes. And um, I honestly loved every minute of it. And I was very... I was very hands on. I got quite involved in their um, in their schools because uh, this is a school system that I wasn't familiar with because I hadn't been to school in France. Because by then we, oh, were, all, yes. we were we were all living in France, and so I got very involved in the schools um, to understand the system better. And um, no, I absolutely, I absolutely loved raising my children, and and I was so mm-hmm. grateful that it was possible for me to be a stay-at-home mom. I think it's um, it's often a position which is um, maybe not undermined, but it can be undervalued. And it's surprising how, mm-hmm. how easy it is as a stay-at-home mom to feel that you need to justify yourself when actually mm-hmm. looking back at that time, I think, wow, I just I was just so privileged and so lucky to be able to do that. So, um, uh, so, um, the, I guess you're going to ask me about the, the transition. So, um, actually, mm-hmm. um, when the youngest was 13 was by that time, I was beginning to feel a little bit redundant because that's, this mm. is the, this is the counterpoint to being a very hands-on mum is that when they do then start growing up and, uh, maybe moving away to, to university or, um, just getting involved in, you know, uh, just getting older. And so they don't need you to tie their shoelaces. They don't need you to do your homework. They don't need yes. you. And you're just in, and, and 
and you think, okay, well, yeah, I can. I can tend my garden and I can still take care of the laundry and I can sort of make my home look pretty. But I... <laughs> Uh, and those are all great things, but I, I was sort of feeling that I wanted to do a little bit more or, or something. I, I, and I, and that is when I decided that I needed to reinvent myself. But I think I slightly jumped the gun because you haven't really asked me that question yet. No, I love it. It's exactly where I'm going. I would love okay. to hear more. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so uh, New Year's Eve 2009, at midnight, I raised my glass of champagne. So that was the year when my, my youngest was 13. I raised my glass of champagne oh. at midnight and I said out loud, although I don't really think anybody was listening, I said 2010 is the year I reinvent myself. Wow. And um, a girlfriend had sent me the month before in November, she had sent me um, an email saying, hey, look, I've started a blog and I didn't know what a blog was. And I went mm -hmm. and looked at it and I thought she had, I thought it was beautifully written. And I started visiting her blog role and I was just blown away. I knew nothing about this blogging world. And I felt like this friend had opened up the doors on this huge um, uh, creative, talented party that was going on with mostly wow. well, in the blogosphere I was looking at, mostly women, and that if I wanted to, I was allowed to push that door and, and to join in. And so having um, having raised my glass and said I was going to reinvent myself in, in February 2010, I um, published for the first time on the blog. Um, it took so long to hit that publish button. And in actual fact, of course, with with hindsight, it, you realize it really doesn't matter what you publish the first time around because nobody knows you're there anyway. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and that's how the blog started. Um, and I was, uh, people in the blogging world were extremely kind and generous to me and, and they encouraged me and they left comments and um, helped me find my voice. And so this wow. little blog started to grow in quite an unexpected um, and enjoyable manner, um, especially given the fact that I, you know, I, not only didn't I know what a blog was before that, I, I, my computer skills were below zero. I was using a, a steam-driven computer that nobody else in the family wanted. It took an hour to <laughs> turn on each day. So really, not, you know, there was no reason for me to get into this. And um, I just felt welcomed into this community and 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 enjoyed and enjoyed communicating so much um, mm. that I wanted to see where that was going to go. Wow, that's amazing. I love to think of you raising that glass in 2009, New Year's Eve, and saying this is the year. And I think many of us, you know, will will kind of move forward with the New Year's resolution, but in that case, that was really a life-changing moment to say, I'm going to reinvent myself. You had done an amazing job. And, and just to backtrack, could not agree more. Uh, I am not yet a mom, but I do hope to be a quote, stay at home mom. And I believe that's a full time job for sure. Mm. And so to think of you then transitioning and, and moving forward into, okay, I want to reinvent myself and being welcomed with open arms into the, the blogging realm. I would love to hear if you can recall, what were some of those first blog posts about? What did you originally share? I'm sure it's, it's moved with your audience and what they would like to know more about. But what was 
was the original, you know, first few posts? What was it that you were sharing? Well, so I called the blog straight from the start. I called it my French country home. Um, and I just tried to share moments of, because I realized there was this interest in French in the term French country. Mm. So I tried yes. to, and because I, um, although I've lived here now for so many years, um, really all of my adult life, I still am, if somebody says to me, are you French or English? I am still <laughs> British and I do still have that objective viewpoint on this beautiful country that's all around me and so I am still able to you know I can still drive down or walk down the street and say wow that is that looks so French it's so beautiful um and so I think I have that um objective viewpoint and so I was literally I was sharing the stuff that I was enjoying myself so it could be uh, uh, visiting the garden of a local chateau. It could have been a, a favorite French recipe. Um, it could have been my haul from the Sunday, um, uh, little local antique fairs. Um, yes. I, I'm not sure how I had so much to say, but for the first two and a half years, I published <laughs> every single day. I mean, I don't know how I did it. Wow. Just crazy. I don't know how I did it. And this was, there was no, absolutely no, business aspect to the blog at that time it was simply um Mm. it was simply the enjoyment of building this blog of seeing my audience grow of interacting with this amazingly generous and interesting readership that I had and no thoughts at all of actually doing anything with it which is you know if um if somebody was saying, okay, so how, what could I do to launch a business? There's no business school that is ever going to say to you, well, first of all, spend five years building a community, but don't try and sell them anything. Uh. Or don't try and make any commercial aspect out of it for five years. But because I didn't really know I was going to do that and that it grew organically, um, I, I didn't know that in the end I was going to have a business and it grew organically. I did actually spend wow. five years building this community and, uh, and, and, and so grateful to the, to the readers who, who encouraged me and supported me during those years. And then mm. it was only after that, well, and then I, you know, I got the book deals and things like that. And then afterwards yes. I thought, okay, well then maybe, maybe I'm now ready to, take it up a uh, take it up a notch do something a bit more oh, that is incredible and to think too about like you said there's not going to be a business school that would say wait 5 years and grow your audience and do this but it's really fun and you all I'm going to give you the opportunity of because I know you all are probably already looking at your Instagram thinking where is Sharon where is Sharon and we're going to we're going to let you know where you can find her but it it's amazing to me the the content and the photos and your beautiful home all of it really is 
so genuine. It comes across so genuine. And I think that one thing that can be challenging for women in business now is the element of, well, let's get going. And especially in the US, um, I'm in Los Angeles. It's, you know, start now, get going now. But you have been able to give back to your community. And really, I know those five years were, were so enjoyable to you. And without them, you would not have propelled and, and kind of gone head first into all things tech, learning computer, learning blogging. Oh my goodness, there was so much for you to dive into. I would love to know because I love thinking about these five years in the beginning, but I'd love to know, do you have a first memory of when you maybe logged onto your blog and you were like, oh my goodness, people are here and they're actually reading. What did it feel like to begin to recognize readers? Maybe readers were coming back. What was that first memory like for you where you were like, oh, people are checking in and they are reading? <laughs> yes, it, it, it's extremely touching, actually. It's very humbling to mm. think that what you can sit, you know, what you can find to say as you sit at your computer on the landing in your home just saying okay well today I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bouquet of flowers or today I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them about the church that's being restored down the street I mean what what um you could say you know what gall to even think that that could be of interest to people but you have to sort of Mm. go with your gut and also I I didn't have anything to lose uh, it wasn't mm. like there was. Um, uh, I wasn't. Uh, there was. There was no investment. There was no. Um, there was. I wasn't putting anybody at risk. I, it was. It was only myself right. involved at that point. So if I did make a fool of myself, or if I did, or if it, it did <laughs> all go belly up, well, that was just. That was my. That was my concern. But I think. Um, uh, I. I do remember. I. Uh, I remember when I sometimes I write slightly more uh, chatty um, yes. blog posts, and when yes. you write a blog, a, a chatty blog post, and you open up a little bit more, and then the next morning you turn on your computer and you've got over like a hundred and fifty really heartfelt, um, generous comments sitting there because wow. somehow you've managed to what you have said has resonated well you know you 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 feel very uh, well I feel very humbled by that I really do and 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 very um I keep on saying it but very grateful to readers that they would um make a space for me I think it's absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. I also remember the um the reaction of the family my family as well my children and my husband because yes I'd love to hear yes because I w- I've never, I don't really show my family. I've always kept, um, even in the, ins- the inside of our house, fairly um, private. And I know mm-hmm. that every every blogger f- works out what they want to do on that. And I, I and I think there are a million different ways of doing it. And I, I have no, I'm not saying one way is better than the other. I think because when I started, I did still have um, three of the children. Um, at home and I remember one day we had redecorated my daughter's bedroom and I came in with my camera and I said well darling can I just take a picture and and she looked at me and she said but what are you taking a picture for I said well I'd, I'd just like to put her on the blog and say you know this is how and she said but mommy this is my bedroom 
and mm. I th- and I thought, yep, yeah, you know what, you are totally right. I need to I need to draw a line between in in our mm. situation. That's what we felt comfortable with. So the family was sort of looking on, slightly bemused because they knew full well that um, a couple of years before I didn't even know how to turn the computer on, and then suddenly there I had this uh, this audience who was um, interacting with me and, uh, and, and they were telling me, okay, this is great. We're really happy for you, but also be careful of, of what you share and how far you go. Mm, yes. And to be able to respect and, and think of them. I, I love too, that you're able to share so much of what you love. And I'm sure, like you said, it was, it was perhaps, I don't know that amusing is the right word, but mom, wow, people are listening to you and (laughs) people are reading what you have to say. I I love to think of that. And I I think that's incredible too, to think of them and what a sweet uh, mother to to say, you know, uh, wow. Okay. And to really take that to heart. And when your daughter said that, that's so sweet. Now I'm sure they were really impressed when the books came together. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but my stylish French girlfriends came first. Is that correct? That's and correct. how did that come together? Well, um, I'm just incredibly, incredibly lucky. Um, in 2000, and I think it was in 2014, uh, Gibbs Smith, the publishers, Gibbs Smith wrote to me. Um, and uh, the editor, Madge Baird, who's a wonderful editor at, um, at Gibbs Smith, um, said that she read the blog and she enjoyed, because as I said, I was publishing every day. So goodness knows I had to find stuff to put on the blog. And I did a little regular <laughs> series about girls, women that I knew here who I thought were doing interesting stuff, who I thought were living life with passion and who were talented in one way or another. And so I did oh, a little wow. series that I called my stylish French girlfriend and then comma and whoever it was, you know. Christelle or Mary Christine or whatever. And uh, Gibbs Smith wrote to me and said, well, we love your blog and we really love this series. Would you like to write a book along this theme? So obviously, like, twist my arm. Yes, please. (laughs) So exciting. And uh, so that that book um, did well and it was a a, a fantastic experience um, putting it together. And it, I think it was published in 2015. And then they asked me to do a, another one, um, we called entertaining through the seasons, which was, um, a very different experience because that was more about, uh, the, the, the girlfriend book. I was literally going all around France, going to these ladies, these girls homes and photographing, oh. whereas, um, entertaining through the seasons, uh, a large part of the book is, shot in my home and so suddenly I was on the receiving end where the photographer turns up and you think oh gracious that doesn't look right uh the wow. dog's just gone through a mud puddle I wanted to use the dog he looks dreadful <laughs> uh and you know and and so I've seen both sides of the I've seen both sides of that but um extremely fortunate and then of course um if you published a book you also where well, I also decided to uh, do some book tours, which are um, uh, exhausting. I mean, you run on adrenaline, but uh, but such fun. Loved it. 
Oh my word. Well, I'd love to revisit the My Stylish French Girlfriends. That sounds so fun. I cannot, I mean, when you set out and started your blog and the doors that have opened, and I love earlier you said, actually, you kind of push the door open and realize that it was an option for you. And I think hopefully, listener, as you're listening to Sharon's incredible story, think of her, think of her uh, with older, you know, uh, kind of preteens, teenage kids, really wanting to step into something and just not forcing a door open, but just pushing a door open and stepping into this path. And then to think of the new girlfriends, perhaps that you made, I'm wondering, are these girlfriends, you know, French girlfriends, are they ones that, that you reached out to that you already knew, or were these women that you knew they were doing something amazing? What did that kind of look like? And did I hear correctly that you were taking the photos for that book? No, I didn't take the photos for that book. I I, I take photos okay. for the blog, um, but uh, I, I'm not a professional photographer because this is another thing I've just yes. learned as I've gone. And wow. um, I wouldn't have been comfortable taking responsibility of doing the photos <laughs> for, for the book. So no, I worked with a photographer called Frank Schmidt, who's a good friend. Oh, wow. um, oh. And... Uh, the girls in the uh, in the book, most of them I knew already, and then yes. a couple of them were recommendations or people who um, I have I, I reached out to because I was fascinated by their story. I think particularly of the wow. very very talented artist um, Claire Basler, who is uh, uh, quite yes. an exceptional French artist, and I had been in contact with her before about talking about her on the blog and that didn't somehow come together because she's so busy and then I got back to her and said listen I've I've been asked to do this book and I would love you to be one of the people I highlight and so we Uh. were able to make that work um whereas other um some of the other uh, women in the book were close friends who live close by here and and then we had a couple of people right in the south of France. I tried to, I tried to not only choose women whose uh, story I found fascinating and who had interesting things to talk about, but also with quite an age range and also in different parts of France. So we had somebody in Champagne, had a couple of um, people in the south of France. We had um, a couple of people in the southwest, in the Gers, and then towards uh, Toulouse. So I did a, wow. a veritable Tour de France that year. It was, um, <laughs> it, was, it was a great experience. Very lucky. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. And what is the time difference or in between the two books what did that time frame look like because as i'm listening i think it's really amazing sharon to think wow so the blog launched in 2010 and i believe my friend my stylish french girlfriends that was 2015 so we're looking at a very small time frame and then for my french country home i mean oh my word so what is the time frame between the books because really i think you really did the work in the beginning and then to see the success not too shortly after with being able to publish your first books i am i'm very fortunate the second book came out in 2017 we were oh we were talking about a, a third book but by then um i, I 
I've got a, you know, I'm juggling a lot of balls here in the air at the same time. Yes. <laughs> and um, a, a book is a big commitment. It, it is very time consuming. Um, it's not something that I would want to say, listen, I'll just get somebody else to write it and I'll sign off on it. I, that's just not how I function. And yeah. so it, it, possibly I might do a, another book at some point, but for the moment, um, if somebody could give me 36 hours in each day, maybe that, that would work for me. But <laughs> at the moment, I haven't found anybody who can do that. So, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was two years between the two books being published, which was uh, fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. And again, I, I keep teasing, we will let you all know where you can connect with Sharon. But I'm curious, because having followed you for some time, and truly seeing your photos, and I'm I'm impressed, I would call you a near uh, expert in photography. I mean, beautiful photos and, and all that you share. Uh, it's so fun. And perhaps it's the how different our lives are. And maybe that's part of your listeners thinking of your beautiful home in Normandy, and, and then here in Los Angeles, it's so different. But when I see your photos and when I see what you're sharing, it's so genuine and unique to me, but also very just inspiring as well as peaceful. I don't exactly know how to describe it, but personally, when I see what you're sharing, it's just, ah, what a beautiful, it's almost like I'm so happy for you. Like, look how beautiful this is. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for that. I don't know that I'm explaining as well as I could, but but it's always so fun to see what you're up to. I would love to know, where do you think this eye for design and style and ultimately, beauty comes from. Um, I'm not sure how that I can answer that question. <laughs> I, 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 I do think an eye. First of all, I really am not a, 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 a trained or knowledgeable photographer. Um, I'm in. I do have a, a nice camera. Um, yes. And if people are interested, I, I actually have. Um, I work with a Nikon D800, so people often ask. Um, but actually, oh, I mean, in, Instagram, um, uh, I, I am not a Nikon affiliate, by the way. That's just because people often ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, and then for Instagram, it's all just with my, with my phone. But I do think that even though I still don't know how most the, what most of the buttons are for on my camera, I do think <laughs> you can train your eye for composition. That I really do believe that that comes with it. And, um, and uh, it's true that I will, I mean, so often I will screech to a halt while driving or ask my husband to screech to a halt and just and just say, go back, go back, go back 20 meters, because I just saw just, you know, the, the way the light hits the field or the way the tree drips, oh, and, wow. drips into the river or something. You, you train your eye and you can just see where the shot is. And I just mm. have, a, I have a genuine pleasure in sharing um, what I see as, as beautiful around me. But I, mm. I do think that, you know, don't forget that, I do think that maybe age has got something to do with all of this. Because mm. don't forget that when I started the blog, I was 51. Today I'm 61 years old. And I've um this is something I, I talk about I, I talk about um age in the context of reinvention because I think that so many people yes. um at all different stages of life are thinking 
okay, let, I'd love to try something new, but I don't know quite know where to start. And I do think that in the same way that I just picked up a camera and started snapping, and I don't pretend to be a great photographer, but I do love it. And I do love yes. trying to trying to get the light right and trying to get a good composition. I think mm. that um, for people who might be listening who are thinking, okay, so she did that, she started all of that when she was 51. So um, if she can do that at 51, then maybe I can do it at, at 30 or 35 or 40 or 45 or, or 75. Why not? Um, yes. Uh, and I think it's one of today's huge luxuries is our power to reinvent ourselves and to, um, you're allowed to try. You're allowed to yes. try. You're allowed to make that move. And you're allowed to, you know, I, I always say, keep it legal. But yes. you're allowed to, <laughs> you are allowed to try. And at the end of the day, probably the greatest thing you risk is making a fool of yourself. And, and we can all get over that, but at least we'll have had a go. Ah. Uh. That is amazing and so true for anyone who's listening. And again, many of my listeners are, are, you are younger. You may even be younger than 30. And so to hear what Sharon's saying, I think a lot of times, and perhaps it's youth, youth have, we have a real um, problem with not wanting to make a fool of ourselves. But like you said, what's the worst that could happen? I always say that with with college students. I, I speak at universities quite often and I encourage them to network and reach out like I have done with you, Sharon. And, yes, and I've, I've realized, it, yes, in my career and in my experience, women like yourself, I mean, I'm eager to learn. And the worst that could happen is you say, no, you know, someone says, no, I, I, I can't meet with you or whatnot. And there you go. That's the worst that could happen. So similarly, if you're looking to start something new, if you're wanting to try something, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Truly ask yourself that and take the plunge. Yep. Take, take the plunge and follow your heart. If you're wondering about a direction, people often say to me, but I don't know what to do. And I say, well, mm. start, do something that you enjoy, because if you are going to get heavily involved in something new, may as well make it fun, have fun, enjoy it and embrace the learning curve. Uh, because mm. it's, uh, it is a an exciting and an enjoyable uh, thing to be in a situation where you need to learn something mm. new uh, continually because we haven't really talked about the, the business side of what I do yet, but it started off having to learn how the computer worked and how blogging worked. And then when I've, um, as our different elements of our of um, my and our activities have grown every single step has been an absolutely massive learning curve and I just think that's such a joy mm. and I love that that you would say it's such a joy because I think many of us and even my listener you may be thinking of something that seems astronomical perhaps you're looking at a hill that you cannot see past and Sharon's saying embrace the learning curve. I love to think of embracing the learning curve instead of being fearful 
of the uphill, to just move forward, embrace the learning curve. And and as you mentioned, I'd love to hear a little bit more because I know we, we've touched on the last book was in 2017. I'd love to know how my stylish French box came together because I know that is a wonderful part of your business. How did that come together? Was that something that you came up with? Was it a suggestion from someone of, Sharon, you have such an amazing eye for curating wonderful French country things. What did the box look like? And I believe that was launched just recently. Is that correct? Uh, That was launched in, uh, oh, uh, 2017. It was launched in 2017. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, tell us about that. I'd love to hear how that came together. That's right. Because we're on the third year right now. We're just actually tomorrow. Um, uh, our, our August box ships, and that will be box number 15. There are four boxes a year, so that's right, we're in our third year. So I had um, a, a beginning of a sort of, a beginning of some commercial activity because I, by then I had started my tours. Um, we, I was running uh, a, a tour, just one tour at that time, every September where I would welcome um, guests from around the world, and we would spend a week together getting off the beaten track, enjoying really total immersion to authentic French life, uh, buying antiques, um, visiting Amazing. people, getting behind, getting into private homes. It was really wonderful. Today, well, not this year because of COVID, but um, right. next year we'll be running five tours. And I had... Um, a, uh, a young, um, talented American girl who came to work with me, um, just sort of because there was the, the books and the book tours and we was, and then the tours as well. And I felt I was beginning to need a little bit of help. So I had approached her as wondering if she'd be interested to work with me on, um, uh, but not full time because I didn't have enough. Uh, work really to give her and I didn't have enough income. I have to say that as we talk about the business side to this, I think having been um, uh, uh, a hands-on mum for all those years, I've sort of, and and with absolutely zero training in business, um, I've, everything I've done in my, on the business side of uh, our activities and of the blog if I wanted to do something that was going to require funding, then somehow I would use the blog to create the income to fund that yes. next step. And oh, um, wow. and so and and I've been very very fortunate to be able to do that. So um, uh, a young girl called um, Hannah Wilson, she joined me, and oh. uh, we were talking a lot about how. Um, how we could bring a, a new commercial element to this audience, this large existing audience. Um, and because by then I already had, um, I don't know, over half a million people on Facebook. And, um, and we would, I had looked at the subscription box um, model, but somehow I hadn't managed to work out, now it seems strange, but I hadn't managed to work out how it would work for me and then talking mm. with Hannah Han, it was Hannah who said to me yes but look and she sort of put mm. it down on paper and suddenly the, the the jigsaw fell into place so wow. we worked on creating our very first box uh, at the beginning of 2017 
didn't know if anybody was going to uh, want it. And uh, the first <laughs> one, the first one sold out. And, wow. uh, and it's just, it's grown steadily ever since. The subscription box is, um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a big machine it's, uh, to, to, to function. Uh, yes. The, the, the suppliers and the clients and the customer care and the, and the, um, the actual, uh, sorry, the actual internet system. Um, I'm not finding my words. Yes. The software, that's right. The software yes. that was required. Oh, my word. We were talking about learning curves. This is like, whoa, this is more than a learning curve. <laughs> this is like Everest. Yes. <laughs> but, but Truly. You, but in actual fact, when you start climbing Everest, you, you can't see the summit. You don't know exactly where you're going to go. So you just take it literally one step at a time. Absolutely. So this subscription box is something that happens every three months when we 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 ship a, a curated collection along a given theme, and our our, our clientele are um, women, uh, largely American, but actually around the world. Um, I would say that our clients are between forty and seventy years old, probably maybe thirty-five and seventy years old, and we oh, wow. curate French goods for them in their home and I'm incredibly I don't like to use the word proud but I really am proud that our box is today an ambassador for French for French expertise and some of the finest French brands I'm I just I'm incredibly chuffed Wow, that is amazing. And again, to think of the time frame, it it seems, I'm sure at the time it didn't seem quick, but looking back, you have accomplished and have given so much to your audience. And that's really one of my takeaways from our conversation is a genuine love for what you are doing, and then finding ways to build your business by giving back to and listener, you can hear Sharon is is so grateful for her readers. And I can tell you have a real heart connect with them. So it's amazing to see how each step over really the last 10 years was, uh, it seems to be very organic, uh, very true to you to your brand, but to your heart and to what you love and what you love to share. And again, just bringing so much of French country home to our homes. I would love, uh, and we're going to wrap up here shortly. I know you guys are eager to hear what Sharon's going to be up to next and where you can connect with her. We will get to it. I would love to know though, as we've thought about your career really in the last 10 years, but but even through life, um, and I've, I've been able to watch some of your lives and, and just love the insight that you bring to your readers and, and listeners and whatnot. But I would love to know if you could pinpoint it, and this is a loaded question, I'm warning you, <laughs> but what, uh, what is perhaps one of the greatest lessons you've learned that maybe you could share with my listeners? I think that the, what I've learned the most, and I think it's partly through the blogging and, 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 all that we do and it's also again partly um with life experience i have learned that for me being creative every day is not an option it's absolutely vital i just have to mm. do it and that if i don't mm. do something where i feel i've been creative every day 
then I, I don't really feel alive. But being creative, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm standing here with an easel and paints, although it could be that. I find, as I said earlier, I find raising my children was very creative. I find my garden to be extremely creative. I find that running my uh, business is incredibly creative experience. Yes. And um, obviously putting the boxes together, I'm dealing with creative people because we have a, we work with a lot of artisan creators for that. And that's very exciting yes. for me. Uh, we haven't ma- mentioned the magazine, but putting the magazine together is oh my a goodness. hugely yes. creative, hugely creative um, oh. uh, activity. And I thrive on that, and there I, I work. Uh, I work very hard. I work very long days, but there is nobody forcing me to do that, and um, I really enjoy it. And I think that I really enjoy it because there's so much creativity involved. That's fantastic. Yes, to think creatively, and like you said, that could be for me a walk on the beach here in Los yep. Angeles. Perhaps Absolutely. a listener that could be hanging out with your dog. I know we both are dog lovers here, but thinking through, you know, what is it that you can stay creative? And and again, it might not be paint to paper, but even being out in your garden, I, I love that. And I I cannot let you go without touching briefly on the magazine. Congratulations. That is quite a feat in and of itself. How often does that go out, the magazine? I know you've mentioned, but remind me. Every two months. It's okay, every two wow. months. And it's, uh, it is a, I, I, I have to say, it's a big, beautiful magazine. It's called My French Country yes. Magazine. Um, every two months, it's uh, full of really, we, we are lucky to work with some really outstanding photographers. And we share interiors, we share information about visiting different parts of France, we share recipes, we feature antique dealers, we do all the stuff that I love to do. Which is, you know, oh, kind of like wow. like my tours. We do all the stuff that I that I love to do. We talk about all the stuff that I really enjoy. I'm uh, I have um, I have a small team working with me, and uh, we, uh, we with some very talented young women, um, wow. and um, helping to uh, edit the magazine or organize the tours or um, or working on the the box curations and of course the customer care. And none of this, I wow. couldn't do any of this uh, on my own these days. But the magazine is, um, I think nobody in their right mind actually launches a magazine. Um, <laughs> it, it is the only time in my life when I have done something and then walked around for two days with a sort of pit in my stomach thinking, holy <laughs> Holy schmoly, what have I got myself into here? <laughs> yes. But it's uh, it's a really it's a great tool. It's very enjoyable and, and we're very we're very happy to see that uh, our readers love it so much. Oh, that is amazing. And for those of you who are trying to keep track, that would be two books, a blog, a magazine, and a box subscription. We haven't even touched on the podcast, but a podcast as well. Oh my word, I believe it is safe to say I can crown you the the queen of all things French country living. And boy, are we grateful. Are we grateful to you, Sharon, for bringing that beauty into our home. Oh my goodness. Now we, we have talked about it all. And to be honest, I could keep talking to you for, I think, another two hours. <laughs> 
Thank you. Well, maybe one day when this all this COVID is behind us, you will be, find yourself in Paris and we can have lunch together. Yes. That would be fun. That would be absolutely fantastic. And I already am thinking about how I need to pester my husband about these tours you have as well. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Sharon. I, I am so grateful to you. And I know my listeners are already just so excited to connect with you, follow along with your beautiful life. What's next for you? Gosh, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm right now at this point, I'm not sure that we could fit anything else in. I think, yes. um, I think to continue to, to grow, especially in these strange times, um, Absolutely, I, it's really close to my heart that um, that th- my business continues to grow because um, you know I have this team now, and this is now it's no longer as I said earlier. You know what's the worst that can happen? You just make a fool of yourself. Once you get into a, right. a into a business with a team, then the game slightly changes because there is a responsibility that comes with that and uh, a wish to do right by them as well. So I suppose yes. for, for the moment in these strange times, it's just about staying steady, growing, staying faithful to who we are and what we do and continuing to, to serve our, our, our readership and our clientele as, as, as well as we can. And, um, uh, once all of this, um, is behind us, then maybe we'll think about then maybe we'll think about having one big party and then thinking about next steps. So for the moment, it's just about, um, yeah, tread, you know, keeping, keeping doing what we're doing as well, as well as we possibly can for the moment. Absolutely. And you have more than enough on your plate. So continuing on, I think is a great theme as well for you and your fantastic team. Uh, Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to today? Well, I think I think you've really uh, touched on everything. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you for your very <laughs> g- generous and uh, kind comments and questions. No, I oh. think um, uh, I, I I love that you are celebrating female entrepreneurship, and um, mm. I think it's uh, it's such an exciting time for women of any age who want to yes who want to launch themselves in some way big or small um i think this is i think few generations before us have had the opportunities that we have today Mm, i agree that's amazing and even within that theme i would love to know because like i mentioned earlier i i speak at universities quite often and and encourage college students and and women of all ages to connect and and reach out i would love to know after having been on how'd she do that if you know of anyone that you would suggest to come on and share their unique story well, you did give me some warning of this question, and and I started <laughs> jotting down name. I thought, oh my god, oh yes, and there's her, and there's her, and there's her, and there's her, and there's her. <laughs> so I had to pick one, and um, I've I've actually thought of my friend uh, Carla Coulson, who she is a real photographer, but she's more um, than just a real photographer. She's also um, a girl with incredible talent and attitude and today she also works as a a life and business coach um, with mostly with women 
She also takes mm. fantastic portraits of women. So that's who I would suggest. I, if you um, uh, interview her, I would definitely love to sit down and listen to that one. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you, Sharon. And you all can be on the lookout potentially for an episode with Carla. That would be amazing. And Sharon, I have been teasing this and I know everyone is like, get on with it, Emily. Where can people connect with you and find you? <laughs> well, um, thank you for asking. So the the uh, the parent website is SharonSantoni.com. Uh, the magazine is My French Country Home magazine. And the box is my stylish French box. But if you go to SharonSantoni.com, you do find links to all of those. We also have um, Instagram pages for each of those websites, which is wonderful. I absolutely love Instagram. And um, and Facebook as well. We have a, a lively uh, Facebook uh, community um, and uh, for people who subscribe to the magazine or to the box or who come on our tours. We have a, a little private uh, Facebook community as well, where we share uh, some oh, extra wonderful. stuff as well, which is great. But even just on the main Facebook pages, we, we, we love to share all the time. That's what we do. Oh, fantastic. Well, if this is your first introduction to Sharon, or if you have been a longtime reader, thank you all so much for listening. And Sharon, thank you again and again for your time today. I so enjoyed our conversation. Well, thank you, Emily. And thank you to your to your listeners. Um, I'm excited to, um, I, I hope they enjoyed it. And I'm excited to see if you have any feedback. And uh, I hope they enjoyed our yes. chat. Oh, thank you again. All right. Take care. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. Please join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.